and welcome to our podcast today, which is for the EduSIM STEAM project. And my name is Michael Hallisey, and I am from H2 Learning. And I'm joined today by Erdinch Chukarola. I hope I've pronounced that correctly, Erdinch, from the Middle East Technical University in Ankara. And we are going to talk about STEAM learning scenarios and this thing called a STEAM philosophy. So Erdinch, you're very welcome. Thank you, Michael. Hello to everyone. Erdinch, you have been working in this area for many years. Would you tell the audience where you are working and your interest in STEAM and your work in this project, please? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working in uh, Middle East Technical University. I work in the Department of Mathematics and Science Education. And I'm also the director of a Center for STEM Education, the same university, Middle East Technical University, Ankara. Here, I'm responsible for teaching for, to, to pre-service teacher, as well as uh, in the center. I, I, we are working on creating a bridge between academics world and, and the schools. Uh, especially, we are focusing on STEM education and STEAM education. And we are doing projects like on creating innovative curricula or doing teacher education, creating programs for uh, teacher education, professional development. We also do some outreach activities as well. So those are the things that we do here. And Erdinch, this project, the EduSIN STEAM project, was initiated by the MONE, the Ministry of National Education in Turkey. Tell us a little bit about that. About the project? or Yes, a little bit about the project, just your role in it. And I mean, it's, it's very much, I too am a partner in the project, but just so that everybody that's listening knows about our project, if you could give a quick introduction. Project idea was uh, from Ministry of Education in Turkey, and we just uh, gave support to them. The, the basic idea was this. When you think of Turkey, it's a huge area. And they need to reach to teachers around Turkey. I mean, it's, it's a very difficult thing. Uh, they need to give training and so on. And yes. the training of teachers in STEM fields, in STEM education, is, is kind of difficult. It's costly. It, it needs a lot of uh, tools, materials, and so on. And you cannot bring all teachers and, around Turkey and give them training. So they, yes. they were looking for innovative ways to reach them uh, and with technology, to online learning tool and so on. And it seems STEAM project born with that purpose. Is it possible to do those STEM education activities online from a distance? So it's, we're looking in EduSIM STEAM project, we're trying to design, develop ideas for this kind of training. And I think we progressed, I believe we progressed a lot on that. Trend. And I just want to say this, and this idea was before pandemics. And in the pandemics, we, we saw that it is really important to be able to do these kind of activities online. And just for everyone listening, I mean, I'm joining you here from Ireland. You're in Ankara this morning, just particularly for people who are not living in Turkey that will listen to this podcast. How big is Turkey? Just so that people have an idea. I mean, I've been lucky enough to work in Turkey. I, um, I worked there many years ago. And it is, as you said, a very large country. So maybe you just to set the context, just in terms of size for everybody. I don't have the numbers in my mind, but let That's me say okay. this. Uh, the western border is Greece and Bulgaria. 
the eastern border is Iran, south uh, Iraq and Syria, and uh, northeast is uh, Georgia and uh, Armenia. Imagine, in terms of uh, the, the land as well as the cultural diversity here. Absolutely, and uh, and again, you know, people can check it on on the map, but the geography is huge, and particularly coming from a small island like Ireland, where I can drive from one side to the other in a couple of hours and top to bottom in most of a day, it is a very um, a very different space. But moving on, this project, as you said at the outset, it's EduSim STEAM, and you talked about STEM and STEAM. What does that look like and what is it in your mind? We're talking about STEM and STEAM. What what does that mean to us? And actually, yes, that's a very critical question because many people are talking about STEM or STEAM education. We have been noticing that everybody means something different. And in my opinion, if we take it in a, to a philosophical point of view, and I believe that STEM education is a kind of new paradigm for science education, science, math, technology education. So it's it's prioritize the skills of learners for the 21st century to, to develop those kind of skills that will be beneficial for students in the future. And it's just shifting from just memorization to more sense-making, more skill development kind of approaches. And it's a, really, it's a, it promotes the change of mindset for, for science education, in my yes. opinion. And what are the, to you, I mean, we have these, you know, we have in the acronym and in this project, we are using the acronym STEAM, which, as you said, can mean many different things to different people. And in there, we have science, we have technology, we have engineering, we have mathematics, and we have the arts. And when you think of it, what are the skills? What are some of those skills that you think are emphasized in STEAM? Yeah, actually, um... Like skills like critical thinking, collaborative problem solving, like communication, like expressing, communicating your ideas, your products, digital literacy, entrepreneurship, complex problem solving. These are kind of skills uh, that are emphasized in STEAM education, not only in STEAM education, but also uh, the educators who think about future of education. They frequently emphasize these skills for any field. In STEAM education, knowledge, experience, values, attitudes, all, all these uh, should be also reconceptualized. In terms of knowledge, for instance, in the STEM education or STEAM education, there is an interdisciplinary nature. I mean, you don't isolate all those science, technology, engineering, mathematics things from each other. Yes. So the concepts are integrated. We are expect students to generate new knowledge or solve problems, those kind of skills should be emphasized at least. And just building on that idea, I mean, typically in schools across the world and particularly in Europe, we think in silos often. We think in subjects or disciplines. And when you think of STEAM, do you imagine something different? Yeah. People who promote uh, STEAM education in schools that's the main argument. I mean, the, the way disciplines work in the past, like 50 years ago, 100 yes. years ago, it's quite different than today. Think of any technology we use today, from mobile phones to vaccinations. All those 
recent products, recent technologies are the products of some interdisciplinary work. So people from different disciplines come together and they work together to solve our problems, to design new things, to create new products. And that's not the way we teach science in schools. We just isolate math, science, everything from each other and we teach as it was in like a hundred years ago. But yeah. nowadays, uh, science uh, is experienced in a different way uh, in real life. So we argue that in schools, we need to make this a little bit available to students. And STEAM education is a response to that criticism. Yes, and I know from Ireland, one of the, I am, I have been lucky enough to work with our Department of Education on a number of, we call it STEM over here, but policies, is that this challenge in schools to, you know, where they, where people teach a subject, there's a science teacher, particularly in the secondary schools, there's a physics teacher, a chemistry teacher, a mathematics teacher, there could be a teacher teaching informatics or computer science. Have you seen good examples of where teachers, our schools have overcome this challenge to work in a more interdisciplinary or a transdisciplinary way? That's a very critical issue. I mean, I, I wish we had a really good solution for that, really challenging. I, I'm not arguing that it's very simple to implement. Yeah. And uh, that's why we have such centers as ours in universities. So we are trying to develop ideas on how to make these transitions easy and how to create some good examples on that. But there are certain ways we work on. For instance, one way of thinking of this is this. In some countries, every teacher, like a science teacher, has some minors. So that they have they are able to teach mathematics as well. So they can teach more than one field. That's one yes. approach. So they know a lot of fields and they can integrate them. In our country, it's not usually the case. In, in our case, we prefer or we, we choose a way to make teachers collaborate sometimes. So they come together, like math teacher, science teacher, technology teacher. They work together to create STEAM learning scenarios, STEM activities. So that's another way to work. But of course, not enough. Like yes. there needs to be an administrative initiative there, curriculum. There are yeah. many other issues, but we don't have a ready solution for this challenge yet. And you mentioned at the very beginning that it's almost like that we need to have a new way to teach science or STEM is a new, it's a new approach. And I know in a previous conversation during the project meeting, you described this as STEAM as a philosophy. Could you say a little bit more about that? And maybe a philosophy that we need to develop more across all of the schools in Europe so that we are preparing our young people for this technological, complex 21st century world that they are living and will hopefully work in in the future. Yeah. I prefer to perceive STEM or STEAM as a philosophy or yes. a, an extension of a philosophy because I don't think it's simply a teaching method. Yes. Of course, it, has, it can be manifested in certain ways of teaching. Teaching methods like problem-based learning, mm -hmm. all those kinds of already out there. But I prefer to think STEM education as a new way of or a way of approaching science math education in a progressivist way. 
if you think of progressivist educational ideology, like think of uh, John Dewey, like a century mm-hmm. ago, he created a school. He said that experiences are important. We need to education need to prepare children for the for a different world that are that is not the world that we are living. So a kid going into the elementary school today in twenty years are going to looking they are going to looking for a job. And the jobs are going to be different. The skills are going to be different. So what should we do in school? So that's a philosophical way of thinking of it. It's not limit, It shouldn't be limited to only science and STEM fields, but and for the entire school. When you think of STEM in that way, in my opinion, the better uh, situate everything, uh, ground everything to a, a better place, we can better formulate ideas to, to develop schools and create new applications or solutions in that way. And again, returning to the project, it sounds to me that if we are going to do this, we then need to give teachers different tools, maybe different um, approaches and content. So in your mind, what are some of the essential characteristics of STEAM activities that you like to see present? Well, there are many characteristics stated in the literature. One of them I have mentioned, the, in STEAM activities, we don't put boundaries between disciplines. So it's, it, has, it should have an interdisciplinary nature. So students should be able to use concepts from different disciplines or methods from different disciplines, and they should be able to work on the problem. And we need to encourage students to see connections between all those fields. STEAM activities are real-world related. They should be grounded in the real-world context. They should be inquiry-based, which means students need to ask questions, do exploration, develop understanding through evidence-based reasoning. Frequently, people emphasize that it should be collaborative, and I agree with that. Students work in collaboration too for in the activities. In most of this, we, we expect STEAM activities to enable students to use their creativity, foster the creativity or innovative ideas. So we, we, in most of the STEM activities, students are designing something, creating something, and they test it. So it should be reflective. There should be self-evaluation of students. They should reflect on what they have designed or so. It should be hands-on. Students should be actively working on whatever the problem is. So it's, it yes. should be hands-on. And it's this is very critical. It should be problem based. So the students should be actually doing problem solving. And the problems we talking about here is not the ones that we usually see in the regular yes. textbooks, like in the mathematics yes, textbook. Yes, yes. We see several problems. The problems here, the problems of real life, and which are usually ill structures that not, they are not readily given to you. You need yeah. to find out what the problem is and solve that. They should be flexible. The activities should be flexible. For instance. Some students are very advanced learners. Others are not, for instance, majoring in science fields, STEM fields. So we should be able to accommodate those activities in diverse learners, like students with different abilities, different backgrounds. They should be able to participate in STEM activities. Assessment is also a different issue. There should be an ongoing assessment, peer assessment, self-assessment, and instructor-based assessment. They are all should be there. But we don't expect one activity to cover all of this, but these are the yeah. idea behind. 
that sounds to me like a much more engaging um, real life type of learning. I'm imagining in my head, as you described all of those characteristics of a noisy classroom where children or young people are talking, working together. Maybe they are building models, they are building robots, etc. And they are fixing problems that arise. Is that the kind of learning that I should be thinking about in my head? Yeah, in, in a typical learning environment, if you do these kind of things, it's going to be it's going to be a different classroom than a traditional one, and a lot of talking, but talking for towards learning something. It's not just irrelevant noise. So that's the way. But just want to underline something: basic uh, skills traditionally taught in schools, in my opinion, are still important and still still needs to master like. Uh, numeracy in elementary schools and so yes. basic basic skills are very critical. We don't argue to to replace all those with. Uh, this should be used in combination with the traditional curriculum. Yeah. If I was to put it another way, that those traditional skills of literacy and numeracy, they're like foundation blocks. They're they're underpinning all of this. Would that be fair to say? Exactly. Yeah. And just building on a point that you made there, and I was thinking about it as you were speaking, you said that the problems that we should be, you mentioned problem solving, you were quick to differentiate those types of problems from some of the word problems we often see in our textbooks. So I'm hearing that we need to be looking at different kinds of problems. And I know you've done a lot of work in this area, and the project is very lucky that it has a series of STEAM scenarios. So maybe you tell us a little bit about those and people might then go and visit them when they have time. Yeah, we uh, in the project, it was STEAM project, we choose a way to design activities, STEM learning activities uh, through a scenario-based approach, it's, which is an approach to design STEAM learning activities. So through this scenario-based approach, it's possible to incorporate most characteristics of the the characteristics that that I explained. So in the scenario approach, we have like, it gives us a framework, like we need to have learning objectives, you need to have a narrative, context, you need to create tasks, you need to create feedback mechanisms or supporting materials. All those things are emphasized in scenario approach. We chose such an approach. And based on that, we created... STEAM learning scenario, kind of combined uh, STEAM characteristics of STEAM activities with scenario approach, and we created scenarios for STEAM learning. And maybe, again, um, we'll share some slides on this. Uh, I think I I myself uh, think that this uh, element of the project is very, very innovative, and it's something that teachers all across Europe can use. And in addition to the scenarios, Erdinch, we have a platform. Uh, and, and again, going back to your earlier point about Turkey and this coming from uh, the ministry initially, the idea that how can we provide often access to scenarios can be a problem. Some teachers may not be able to come up with these. They then may struggle for equipment, etc. But tell us a little bit about this platform and how it works hand in glove with the scenarios. Yeah. Maybe let me mention a, yeah. a, a sample scenario here and then yeah. uh, connect it with the platform. Sure. Uh, in one of our scenarios, we have 
Well, we have certain themes for scenarios. Like we have themes like smart cities, street lighting, like uh, mission to Mars, cleaning a river or lake, feeding shelter animals, those kind. These are the, all the themes. And one of them is street lighting. In the street lighting, we just provide context. So there is issues like uh, during the night, you need to uh, put lights in the, on the streets. And students are responsible for that. They don't want to do excessive street lighting. They don't. They need to avoid insufficient street lighting. So they are being asked to put street design a street lighting pole. If it is too high, it's not uh, very efficient. If it is too low, it doesn't. The light doesn't spread enough. They need to decide an optimum height. So first, they design a lighting pole. And then they are asked to, they are given a map. They are asked to put those lighting poles to, uh, on that map. That's not a map, actually. That's a three-dimensional virtual environment, virtual mm-hmm. streets. Uh, so they put light and they just do some measurements and they decide on certain things. And the platform is actually, uh, so if you want to do this hands-on in the classroom, yes. uh, it's very difficult to do, actually. Yes, it is. Uh, but uh, the platform gives us a simulation environment. In a three-dimensional uh, space, you you are given a kind of uh, a setting there. Students just play with all those tools. They can code there. For instance, they can design a lighting pole that automatically lights and when it's night and automatically turns off in the morning. So they can design those things and the environment simulate the day and night things. They, it can provides uh, students to give students measuring devices. You can measure how much electricity you consume, how much light in is there in different places. Is there enough light in every place, every part of the street or so on? So it's a kind of, this light issue is can be very advanced. Like actually yes. the cities, engineers are working on this. And you can make this activity very, very basic, suitable for elementary schools as well by avoiding certain variables, technical variables. And just on that point, in the scenarios, you have developed them at certain levels, isn't that correct? So depending on the level of the age or the level of the students, you can take an easy scenario or you can maybe go for one that's a little bit more complex. Exactly. And that's something we want. That's the flexibility characteristics yes. of STEM activity and the and the platform is really nice in that sense so you can anybody can go there online and you can do your activity uh, there you can play with your own and teachers can use when they are learning as well as when they can use it when they are teaching to students yes and again going back to this idea of a steam philosophy i think In my mind, it seems to me that what we're doing on the project is we are providing the teacher and the learners, whatever age they are, with a sandbox. And we are giving them some scenarios. We are giving them an environment. It's a virtual environment. It's online. And they can play. And the teachers can play. And the learners can play. And together, they are developing all those competencies that you outlined earlier, which we all know are so essential for today's world. Is that your view of this? Yeah, sandbox is a very good term to describe this because it's not so structured. So you, yeah. you are given a problem, 
Here the problem is not to, to solve a mathematical thing, it's a, it's a design problem. And uh, you are free to approach that problem in the simulation environment in any way you want. You can play with it. You can use various methods. There is no single way of doing it. So that's the very nature of a STEM activity here. So yes. I agree with you. Well, Erdinj, I'm, I think this is really interesting. And I hope people are inspired and uh, curious that they will now visit the EduSim STEAM website. You might just tell us when they go to the website, and we will put the links in the, the notes for the podcast, they will find a booklet with the scenarios. Do you want to say a little word on that, maybe? Yeah, they can find, they can reach all these scenarios in that booklet. You will probably put the link there. In the Google, if you search for EduSim STEAM scenarios, you will probably reach the PDF document. We have exemplary scenarios there, uh, and these are just examples. There can be others, even better ones, uh, but we want people to be inspired through these scenarios to create new ones. Absolutely. And I think, yes, I think these are a, a set, a sample, and it would be wonderful if teachers out there that are listening to us actually develop new ones and share them online with everybody so that we can start creating this community of like-minded teachers who are interested in developing a STEAM philosophy among their learners. So Erdinj, thank you so much for your time and we look forward to seeing you in person in a few weeks' time. Take care. Thank you, Michael.